0: Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queen's podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Zootopia, directed by Byron Howard and Rich Moore and released in 2016. The plot of the movie goes something like this. In a city of anthropomorphic animals, a rookie bunny cop and a cynical con artist fox... Must work together to uncover a conspiracy. Bunny cop cracks me up
1: every time. It's a
0: bunny cop movie. Bunny cop. Yeah, there's this joke going around on Tumblr that's like, we should make a Buddy Cop movie. Did you say Bunny Cop movie? Yes, 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 yes that's I what I said. <laughs> and then they made that movie. Um yeah, it is it's really um it's a really adorable movie. Mm-hmm. Zootopia. Very I mean sweet. I was kind of expecting something a little more, um, I guess subversive given the buzz around it. Mm. Uh, which is possibly why you shouldn't read Buzz Around movies, yeah. Because for Disney Pixar, it's pretty good, but like I kept expecting there to be like a gay character or it's, something it's, like it's that. You not know,
1: not an overtly gay character as opposed to one that was coded gay. Well, um, yeah, it's not also by the way. All the jokes about that character were just he's fat, stereotyped about of being him being a fat gay. Guy. Yeah. Um. But oh yeah, it's not Pixar by the way. It's Disney animation. But, um, yes, I know. I, I just squished right. them together. I wasn't meaning yeah.
0: to say that it
1: was yeah. Pixar. I well, was just trying to squish
0: together all of the umbrella um, of them.
1: I, yeah, I didn't read Buzz. I, but I did uh, quite a few people on Twitter, people who are, you know, fiercey feminist types came back from it going, Oh my God, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. And, um, so I did see that kind of buzz, but I didn't really know what to expect going into it. And I was pretty surprised, especially considering that it is Disney. Like for Disney to say that. Follow your dreams is a far too simplistic message that needs a little bit of nuance around it.
0: That's a pretty big step for Disney. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's still follow your dreams. But, um... but it's
1: follow your dreams but recognise that the world is complicated and there are um, different aspects to dreams and that there are – that. The, I think it's less about dreams
0: and more about prejudice and bias and our own inherent bias towards each other and
1: how. Well, it's it's about yeah, fo- trying to follow your dreams in a world that's not. Perfect yeah, the
0: only thing that sort of I, it it was like it was really interesting in its treatment of of diversity and prejudice and what mm. that means, but there's definitely like there's a there's a sense of to me of privilege that's lacking because it didn't seem like one of the groups it seemed like the group that was being yes. prejudiced against was the one that had all the privilege and i was like what is happening yeah well that was what was
1: complicated because i i was like who's going to be the dominant group but but they kind of sort of make it as though that the dominant group is also getting um prejudiced against but,
0: but, but they're not, not the, the dominant not- group cuz the I mean, numbers-wise, yeah. the dominant group are the prey, right. who are like then ninety percent prey. But then they go, the predators are being biased against. But the predator is mm. in charge. But like, how did yeah, that well, happen? Well, and the, then the all the people is, on the, for all the animals on the force of predators. Yeah, and the predator very, is the
1: holder of the structural and institutional
0: power. And but like, the, but there's the same, also the same sort of sense that like he's an unusual mayor to have because he's like, what do you think they're all going to think about their mayor who's a lion? Mm. So like, it seems like maybe the mayor is not always a predator. Mm. But then that makes it really like it's really hard to see what the power structure of yeah. this world
1: is. And that was the thing I think because it was tr- uh, I you always worry about when people say oh or you know when people try and equivale- equivocate. Like being mean to the powerful group with the powerful group oppressing the non-powerful, but they don't—they don't, they they don't, don't have all yeah. the power, right? And they think not yeah, have the power I mean. in. Like the... it doesn't work that way. So, I mean, I guess in a way, it kind of removes the power from the conversation, which means that then it makes it that anyone in the audience can understand it a bit better. But it, yeah, but it's not equivalent
0: with the real world if you're removing the power from the conversation. Mm-hmm. There's no, like it—it it doesn't. It makes it not equivalent because like there is this kind of sense that both um, both judy and nick our bunny and our fox have like experienced prejudice against them in the past yeah
1: and institutionalized prejudice against institution right
0: but how does how does there exist this institutionalized prejudice prejudice just against
1: everyone yeah there's no power structure enforcing it it's very weird that was one thing that as we kept going through the movie i kept wondering about because there's a really good scene where the um of, of like the f- the fox in the ice cream store and the way you know a- and that that's a really good allegory allegory for people you know se- segregated worlds where people don't uh, you know we don't serve your kind here that kind Or of not thing.
0: just segregated but, then, but like he he doesn't trust him because, yeah, he's, because a fox. he's a fox it's more like but, like you know the people mm, follow black people around in stores and th- mm, like mm. the store that's what managers, i mean that that, that, that sort of thing
1: that, that scene was quite effectively done and was a good sort of little lesson in there but then like it's quite clear that our bunny is also a victim of structural prejudice because she's a girl and she's small and she's a prey. Well, it's not because she's a girl in this world. No, because she's a, she's small and she's prey, and there's never been another bunny in the police force before. So she's also a victim of institutional prejudice. And I and so like maybe everybody in this world is like a person of color or a woman. But where then? Where is where are the like people standing in for the white guys?
0: Yeah, is that is that the lion or is that bellwether? Which one of those is the? <laughs> Where, but Bell and Bellwether is of course a sheep, so a prey, but also a woman, mm. which is taken out of the equation, but then put back into the equation mm-hmm. by both Bellwether and Judy being
1: female, right? And they characters. Even, and, and Bellwether's like, "We're on the same side." I, oh, you've got a friend in City Hall, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and she's like, you know, stand up for the sisterhood. So it, it was that stuff was a bit confusing a- in terms of like. As a way of getting the audience to think about them, about the way structural prejudice works and structural oppression and institutionalized racism and all that kind of stuff. And, works. The, but also the, the, the prejudice that we, like the prejudices that we all hold. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: uh, it was really interesting to see how they worked that out.
1: It, it, well, that's right. It, it, it's a good way f- to make the audience like, realize it at all. So it's about you, you know, you personally, I am actually prejudiced as much as anybody else and all that sort of stuff. Again, it it was good. It's a good way to make an individual person see that kind of stuff. But then it also doesn't quite make the individual person realize that there is the power structure, which is interesting. And it is, of course, a kid's movie.
0: (laughs) I know that. But I mean, if they're going to do that, if you're going to do a movie about prejudice, then like not having privilege is kind of like erasure of half the problem Mm. so and and i get and this is part of the thing that i think causes a lot of this stuff as we get older is that when we're kids we keep getting uh fed movies like this or stories like this where everybody experiences prejudice and so like it's it's telling you not to be prejudiced but it isn't the same as like if they actually see that there is a structural bias towards some people and against some other people, right? So like when you, as you grow up, you sort of go, Oh, when somebody does this thing against me because I am a woman, it is like prejudice, but I can of, like, and it feeds, yeah. like, you and know, it, 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 feeds
1: directly into. Particularly like certain groups. I'm thinking here of like nerdy guys, but there are other, other sort of white male groups who think, Oh, but I was prejudiced. I was, you know, discriminated against because I'm a nerd, or I was discriminated against because I'm not an alpha male. Like, and Mm you just kind of like, well. Yes, but you still get to have all the other white male privilege. You just, you, you know what it feels like to have someone be mean to you is not the same as you know what it feels like to have somebody systematically discriminate against you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then also, and it doesn't teach the, that. The lesson. whole like alpha male thing. And then they're like, you guys like think so little of men and masculinity. I'm like, the only person who is thinking little of masculinity and men in this situation is the person comparing them to dogs. Mm. Like, Using that terminology, alpha male and beta male, is yeah. literally comparing them to wolves, which are dogs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's so frustrating. I hate that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, and yeah, there was this interesting thing of, you know, don't just assume something. <laughs> but also the case that they were working on was really odd in that it is trying to challenge you to uh, push past your assumptions about things and delve deeper and stuff. But also 14 animals of one type doing something does establish a pattern mm. and so the movies like don't establish any patterns based on like a large proportion of this mm. mm-hmm, no. well it uh, yeah saying, and like, that was, it was
1: kind of anti-science as well well yeah because it was it was saying like um this is a case there is a patent i'm going to hand it out to 14 different teams to do to deal with yeah that was weird yeah. too um, but then the scientist then again, the doctor that, was but like that again that's that kind of metaphor of things like um, domestic violence and violence against women where like er- everyone gets investigated as like an individual murder an individual yeah kidnapping. but i don't think that's and quite the same i assume that was the point they were making i mean i know that the, in this case it was the prey who had been the predators who'd been kidnapped but it was kind of i thought it that was, so was the odd. point they anyway. were making the sort of piecemealness of the way the way we enforce these things on an individual level when they're really a on a systemic level kind yeah. of
0: yeah i think the thing that sort of the reason that I think about it is kind of similar to Inside Out and stuff is that if you're going to attack these real world problems, then we're going to give you less leeway with making mistakes about it Mm. um, because it reflects the real world. So like, Mm. I mean, everything kind of does, but if you're going to do it where that's the point of what you're doing. Make a better reflection. Yeah. I say all of that stuff, I really quite enjoyed the movie. I was just kind of wondering about Mm. that sort of thing. I think part of it also was that I figured out Bellwether was the bad guy really early. Oh, okay. Like really early. I think it was when they went to City Hall to see her Mm -hmm. was when I was like, oh, she's the bad guy. Right. I don't remember why, but yeah. So I, I sort of was wondering about what her motivations were going to be the whole time and stuff like that. And it was sort of like a, I've been oppressed and therefore I'm rising up, but then that's not the right thing to do. But you know, what is the right thing to do? That sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That was kind of complicated. I, I didn't figure that out. I wasn't, I wasn't really interested in trying to figure out the twist. So I wasn't trying, but, um, I don't know how much I, I was trying. I, I just reckon, sort of figured it out. I was out. trying to work out the voice too. I thought it was um, Rachel Bloom, but it's um, Jenny Slate. But again, someone who's known for like playing the sort of out there characters. So um, who I really like, Jenny Slate, actually. She's funny. She's um Mona Lisa on Parks Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, so I hadn't figured that out. I don't think I was interested in figuring it out. And also I don't, I mean, again, it's it's made for a kid audience. I don't think they would have figured it out. Although I did notice we were in an audience with a lot of kids today when we watched it. I think it was hitting the parents more than it was hitting the kids. The kids were getting bored. There were kids running around. There were kids kind of meh. I think they liked the cute bunny and I think they liked the cute animals and all that kind of stuff. But probably there were more jokes that were aimed at the parents and the kids.
0: Yeah, a lot of the jokes I think were were hitting a little bit uh, too high. The kids really liked the sloth section. Yes, yes. Which was easily the funniest section of the movie. I mean, Mm -hmm. I could have watched that for ages. It cracked Mm -hmm. me up. Yeah. um, To the point where I was like crying Yes, especially when he tells the joke and then he turns around to tell it to the next person and you're just like, oh my
1: god. Uh, I didn't think I'd crack up at that and I did because I've seen that, that is the trailer, is that scene Mm. and then, um, and I'd seen it two or three times already and I did actually crack up because it was hilarious. And because the bunny, um, it's not played by Reese Witherspoon, but it's such a Reese Witherspoon character, like that little sort of, Mm. um, type A, gotta get everywhere in a hurry, gotta do it fast kind of character. It's just that, sort of is the perfect foil for that joke and it works really well yeah
0: it's jennifer goodwin and josh dallas yep. was also in the movie which i thought was really cute yeah yeah i thought jason bateman did a really good job uh-huh. uh nick was a really good character mm-hmm. like really nuanced and interesting and you know did a really interesting turnaround and his friendship with mm-hmm. uh judy felt Really natural, yeah. Um, from his perspe- perspective, I think it felt a little like not less natural, but Judy was going about it in a different way, and mm. it was more interesting to see what Nick was doing for me. Uh,
1: yeah, I feel like we've seen the Judy character do in other things, but the Nick character is a bit different. It's not, it's not so reliant on particular archetypes. Also, the Idris Elba character was brilliant. Yeah, it was just he was every great. time
0: he came up, it would just light up the screen. Like it mm-hmm. would get so much more fun. I
1: was so excited. I when I heard his voice come in, I was like, oh yes. I am. Um, I've had to turn around on Nidra Selba recently. Well, my first in-, in introduction to him was Luther, and Luther is not the like mm. not the place to go for a Nidra Selba fangirl. Um, but yeah, no, he totally he was an excellent character. And again, I think that kind of character, the law enforcement, probably could have been better used to examine the privilege side of it. Well, that's but the thing is that he who's did a re- privileged. He did a really good job of playing the character as it was written. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. No. And and uh, I liked. I mean the the sort of world building stuff was interesting how they had all the different sections and I mean amazing climate control mm-hmm. like to be able to have all these sections right ne- like a rainforest next to the tundra and all that sort of stuff but mm-hmm. it was really fun um the little godfather tribute was adorable gorgeous yeah that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe it was Kristen Bell was the daughter. Yeah, and the Isom and stuff. That was um, Maurice LaMarche was yeah. the… Yeah.
1: well-known voice actor.
0: Yeah. There were a couple of really good voice performances in this that mm-hmm. I thought, but I, I did really particularly appreciate Jason Bateman's Yes. Yeah. Did you box. pick Alan Tudyk? No, oh, I didn't pick Yeah, him. Me I neither.
1: Did. Until the credits. I yeah. never I never pick Alan <laughs> Tudyk. Um, it, was a, it was a classic Alan Tudyk voice role.
0: Yeah. But I did know, I heard Bonnie Hunt.
1: Mm-hmm. As the mum. Yeah, yeah. She was good too. Yeah, um, they were funny. I liked they were the funny. And they ha- are responsible for the joke that hit the best with the parents in the crowd. With You know why your mother and I are happy? It's because we settled and yeah. gave up on our dreams and that just cracked all the adults up in the room.
0: Well, that's the same as my favorite joke in The Good Dinosaur, though, which is the, when he's got the little, like, protectors and one of them is, like, the one that keeps him from his dreams getting too big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, like, made me laugh. That was the only yeah. good joke in The Good Dinosaur. I was actually comparing them a bit because this is so much better than uh-huh. The Good Dinosaur yep. on every level. Yeah. Like, storytelling and plot but it also looks a lot better Mm -hmm. like it's a really really good looking movie it's lovely
1: yeah which is crazy because the good dinosaur is pixar you would think if anyone's going to outshine disney animation it's going to be pixar but no the good dinosaur is just to borrow your phrase aggressively average yes and this
0: movie really kind of put a lot of effort into everybody um Mm. i thought the eyes were a bit much oh the yeah okay creepy sheep eyes man they were (laughs) freaky but no, I thought that like
1: her big purple eyes. You were just reminded were me of one of my favorite much. little gags when um the Jason Bateman's fox is touching Bellwether's <laughs> wool. <wall. laughs>
0: yeah, that was the um black lady's hair thing, right? Yes, that's what it was yes, going yes. for. Yeah, that was very funny though. I also feel like it was even though it was told in a fairly straightforward way, the plotting was kind of awkward in some places. Um, I felt like they were kind of rushing to the next thing a little bit. Um, they had to rush to the bit where she left, but it didn't feel completely natural for her to leave at that point. No, and it didn't. It
1: sh- that goes against the character. She's yeah. not. She doesn't. Isn't the person who would give up that easily and go back and work on the carrot farm?
0: Yeah, and and that's what I mean. Like it, it just felt a little bit awkward in some. Like it felt like they had to hit these story beats. Yeah, well, and that given
1: that there was like six or seven, st- it was people credited for the story mm. in the credits plus two screenwriters. Plus another, like, two people who were head of story. I think there was some so over- so overlap between those The two people who were the teams. head of story
0: were part of the right. story writing team.
1: Right. But that's still, it seems like story by committee. Yeah. And on one hand, there's some good aspects to it, which means that you, will, you know you'll get a solid story because it will hit the right beats that it's supposed to hit. But and they
0: had a variety of different types of people in the story mm. writing so that you can avoid jokes that are uh nasty towards anybody right Exactly. As well
1: uh, yeah d- a diverse team and um including jennifer lee who's uh one of the directors of frozen mm. although i think she was the only woman or the only one who had no no there's more than one there were
0: name. no 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 there was another one there was another woman in the team that i noticed that had a noticeably female name okay, there were two
1: good. out of i think six oh right yeah there's a josie yeah that's it so yeah th- i mean that's yeah, nice t- to two have... women out of about seven people who are, who are credited. so you do get that um by committee thing but it does yeah it does mean they avoid falling into some traps
0: yeah because there are these jokes that work really well on like people who have experienced um um -hmm. prejudice level like the it's okay for a bunny to call another bunny cute but when you do it it's offensive Mm -hmm. stuff
1: like that that are Mm -hmm. definitely from the point of view of the people who are prejudiced against rather than Uh, but then that was that was sort of and that ca- the character who says it is coded as gay, so then he's like, "Oh, Not, and I'm, yeah. I said this, and and I have all these people who tell me I'm fat or whatever for yeah. liking gazelle, and yeah,
0: yeah, that mm. that sort of stuff. That was kind of neat. Yeah, I liked that, and that was that was a fairly obvious sort of different people experience different types of prejudice and intersectionality thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, that,
1: I thought the intersectionality was well done, but as you say, it is missing that actual structure of privilege. The thing. only but, problem yeah. was
0: the fat jokes about him. Like his entire personality was based on fat and gay. And yet they were like, oh, and people are prejudiced against me. I'm like, this movie is prejudiced against me. Right, because every,
1: everything about his character was a cliche about being gay and fat.
0: So but likable,
1: so it's okay. Yeah, so there's the sort of overexcitable personality and the, the over identification with a particular female singer and the. Um, Hiding that, a donut in his. Like, but then, yeah, the, the, fat, fat neck. the fat thing. And yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't make him a bear, honestly. Well, that would no, like, because he had
0: to be a predator. I get it. Bears are predators as well, but I think yeah. it also was about like he. You don't expect a cheetah to be fat, mm. so mm-hmm. it's funny. Yeah. Um, and there's no other fat characters that are mm. like of any kind. No. Um, so there's that. No. Um, the other characters
1: think, are big because they're meant to be big. Fat phobia is
0: really like with this and Zoolander. It's sort mm-hmm. of like it seems to be like the safe prejudice now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's safe to make fat jokes still. Yeah. But, yeah there were some also some visual gags that I thought, like the sloth thing, that's the kind of gag that this movie lends itself to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they missed an opportunity to do
1: more of that kind of thing. So there were visual gags that passed me by that mm. I missed. And in a movie like this, that's going to get watched over and over again by its target audience, that's probably a good thing because like you know, uh, on repeat viewings, you will notice them, but I'm sad that I missed them on the first viewing. I think also it would be nice to have more gags that can't be missed yeah. so that the well, kids would be yeah, more yeah. engaged. That's I thought that the, I mean. the
0: chase scene through the the um, rodent, mm-hmm. vi- like town yeah. was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a sight gag that did work for me. Yep. Um, but I thought it could have used a bit more of that kind of thing that was like a really obvious gag about. Them being animals and stuff. I was thinking of um, mm. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too. When they go to the food island and they have all the food puns and they're so great. They had so many opportunities for that right. year and they missed a lot of. And them.
1: And they did. I did it one or two, but not nearly enough for me to notice them. There were yeah, there were
0: a couple like notice the them all yeah, yeah. But there were also stuff that that you could definitely do. A lot of them again yeah, they were visual like brands. There were a lot of brands and, and that I would I just even, go past. I've missed a lot of that, like Zuba. Yeah. uh you know. For transport and things like that, that yep. would come up that you would, yeah, they were just in the background of shots, so you'd miss them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the animation team, they're like, oh, we're really clever for doing this. And I'm like, yeah, but you gotta actually put the jokes in or the kids
1: aren't gonna get them. And, no, then and nobody's gonna to- laugh. Well, like, yeah, you need to be able to see them, like, and, and especially. Oh, we were watching this movie, you know, we were like adults watching this movie and we, had, we were able to concentrate the whole way through. But if you're watching this with a kid, you've got to like come in and out and take them to the toilet and just answer their questions and stop them from running around. Like, you, it's it's not a movie that lends itself to subtlety.
0: Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we we're always wanting more subtlety out of kids I know, movies. I know. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, there is a fine line to walk between the two extremes. Like, mm. you don't want to go full DreamWorks. Where it's like yep. a gag a minute and there's nothing, you know, deeper to it after mm. the first film. You don't want to go, you know, Ice Age or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you also don't want to go into, like, territory where everything is too subtle. Like and, brave, yeah. Yeah, and everything is a little bit, like, you know, too uh, – um, vi- well, also the writing – Kids don't pick up writing that fast because they're no. not as as quick at reading as adults are. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them are still learning, and even if they aren't still learning, they're still not quite as fast at picking up like written cues. Mm-hmm. The only reason that I picked up on a lot of those is because I am I gravitate towards words anyway. So if there's right. a word on the screen,
1: I'm always reading it. So whereas I was I'm listening before I'm doing anything else yeah. to a movie. So I was listening, and again, like the the writing is quite sharp, and there's lots of cute little like audi- audible gags. But again, I um. They are very much aimed at the adults.
0: Some of those also you don't realise are funny until a few seconds later when somebody else is speaking, mm-hmm. which is like you know the the, the yeah. gap that they used to put in for comedy. Uh huh. Like you you actually need a beat to realise like there was something yeah. really funny that um that Nick says at one point. I can't remember what it was, but it I think it was a reference joke, mm-hmm. but it didn't strike me until after um Judy was talking, and then I laughed and I
1: missed what she was mm-hmm. saying. That happened um, to me once or twice as well.
0: Yeah. Like there are a few jokes that sort of, and there are a few jokes that like kind of hit this particular niche. Um, there are a couple of references to Frozen, yeah, um, to Let It Go, mm-hmm. uh, that I thought were funny and things like that. But yeah, and there's a there's a uh, reference to Moana, and, right? Like, some it's like it was
1: it references its own movies, yeah, yeah, and, Which and was, Frozen co- caught the brunt of that. As well. Yeah, but
0: then the when when the Alan Tudyk character was yeah. selling all the DVDs, the DVDs and there's Miawana and yeah. Wrangled and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, that I were know. quite funny puns, mm, but they, they're all yeah, they, written but, visual but they,
1: puns. They're written and they all went by really fast, so I only caught a couple of them. I didn't see um Miawana.
0: So yeah, that's that's it. That's it exactly. Like the you know yeah, I wanted to see
1: those. I wanted to see them again. I was like, I need to pause this. Yeah.
0: You just you got to go a bit harder with some of these jokes to make them land because otherwise they're not. Mm. Nobody realizes that there's a joke going on and the moment has the, passed. Yeah,
1: um, Idris was for let it go joke was the one that took me a second and somebody else was already talking by the time I laughed yeah. as well. And there are some other like the, when the, all the wolves are howling and things
0: that was the a whole, joke
1: that like was a plot point as well. That was great. that was a good joke. Yeah. That one I love that that was cute. And
0: that was really adorable and I you know it felt like there were a lot of opportunities for those that were missed. Mm. That like some of them hit really well, but there are a lot of things where it was just a little bit too subtle for especially for the kids to see mm-hmm. and and you you know you are trying to engage the adults as well, but make it accessible to kids, yeah, I think a lot of the humor in this movie was just not accessible to children not,
1: no yeah and and that's what i that was I think that was the first thing I said it was it was a little too pitched at the adults in the room, yeah. And and also the jokes, like the um the gazelle joke, the Shakira character. That's definitely pitched to adults. Kids aren't going to get that, except for it's a fun song to sing. Well, I don't understand why it's a joke. Well, the the, gazelle. It's well, I thought it was a joke because her name is similar to Giselle, as in the supermodel, or you know, other one named.
0: Well, I thought it was more that just that
1: gazelles are really, you know. Graceful.
0: Tall and – yeah, right. But, I mean, that that kind of – But her backup j- dancers were brilliant uh-huh. and their little shorts, like uh-huh. the, the – The tigers, was tigers they were. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were great. I Yeah, I, I didn't think that that joke – I don't think that joke was particularly nuanced. I think it no, was just
1: – but it didn't land very well, I don't think.
0: I, I don't even know if it was a joke so much as like a – I don't know. This is the type of person mm. that – like this is the type of animal that would be this pop star in this world. Yeah. yeah. True. Um and, there was and the, she is and there was also like the kind of a, a nice moment that she had when she was talking about Zootopia being a place where everybody got along.
1: To, yeah. She leads a rally and she's like, you know, we're, we're better than our base nature and we you know, everybody um it's a diverse place and this is what we like about it and Yeah.
0: yeah. Without and that wasn't like uh talking down to pop stars mm. or anything like no, that. No. I thought it was kind of nice. So. Um, the whole, like... Plus, I liked the, the Idris Elba having the app where he mm, could, like, no, dance with her. It was a really cute moment. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. That's why his character was adorable. Like, it was, he was such a good character because he had those sort of elements to him. He wasn't just a one-dimensional boss kind of guy.
0: Well, he totally was the black police chief. I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the, the role Ray he Hull was playing. Team. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, the... Oh, i am going to say something about... Related to the gazelle, oh right, savage. The talking about animals going savage and and cu- overcoming your base natures and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was interesting. That mm. kind of discussion about because it starts to reference that nature versus nurture thing, where mm. like because that's often an argument you hear about humans. Oh. Women are all like this; it's their biology, and men are like that. Just be, it's, it's their biology. You know, this happens because of biology. Or black men, yeah, and in particularly, yeah. Well, then the savage thing related to black men, and that word mm. being used as a as a, a way of like referring to black men, especially in particular, with the jaguar. Mm. Yes,
0: um, that was a particularly kind of prescient moment, I think,
1: mm. and I thought that was quite it was that was quite well done in that it will resonate with the audience. It's one of those. Um, dog whistle kind of words that gets used and again it's really easy to understand if you've been on one side of oppression i don't know if it's so easy to understand if you've been on the other side the way words like that get used to pigeonhole people without any kind of thinking so yeah hmm.
0: i think the moment that really brought that home was when judy was giving the press conference and you could sort of understand where she was coming from saying mm-hmm. what she was saying because she was under pressure but then yeah. nick looks up and there's all the pictures of the muzzled predators and he's like You've just made everything so much worse for all of us. Yeah. And then Judy yeah. just runs off home, which is so not what she would do. But anyway. No, I, I liked it when she, she was, was at home, though, because of the Gideon gray bit. Mm-hmm. That was really adorable. Mm. Yeah. I like it when they show childhood bullies get t- getting turned around. Right. And his little line about, I had a lot of, like, problems back
1: then and it manifested itself in aggression. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it also shows how people can grow out of bullying and also that people who are bullies, like, we are all we can all be bullies and we can all go beyond that and grow out of it if we need to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, th- I liked that particular aspect mm. of it is the idea that we can all say the wrong thing and do the wrong thing mm. and, and contribute towards prejudice mm-hmm. in ways that we don't realize.
1: Yeah, that's like right. unconscious
0: biases and yep. all that sort of stuff and that and privilege. But again, it's so such well a done. weird uh, examination of privilege when – Everybody has it, nobody has it. Yes. that's It's interesting. But anyway, it, yeah, it, it is, for a kids' movie, it is quite a nuanced, deep examination of prejudice, but mm. it isn't as nuanced and deep as the real world is still. No. And it's funny to try and track see it strike a balance
1: there yes it's better than a lot of kids movies we've seen like we do we have had some really terrible gender politics in kids movies
0: oh yeah the gender um, politics in this movie were actually really pretty good there were still a lot of male criminals and mm-hmm. a lot of female criminals you always see like the one female criminal is the boss mm-hmm. and all the rest are males but um the the drill sergeant at the academy was, was a, woman. a woman and um, i think a black woman yeah and there's a lot of um like they don't have a lot of gender bias in the um which kinds of animals can be which gender mm-hmm. they have like little male characters yeah. and they have a big elephant that's female and stuff like
1: that that I thought was nice yeah 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 you're not getting like all dogs are boys all cats are girls kind of silliness no
0: although most of the main female characters had like slender top parts and like big hips which mm-hmm. I thought was strange
1: yeah i know well our bunny yeah basically had a you know human female figure with the big feet and stuff and a big ears
0: yeah so i mean but uh, on the on the whole, I think there wasn't a lot of uh, – it, it was fairly even mm-hmm. and fair. I liked that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah. Do you want to give it a rating?
1: Yeah. I think – I'm just thinking, maybe three and a half stars out of five.
0: I think I'm going to give it four stars, mm. even though I've been harder on it. I feel like it was really nicely done.
1: Yeah. I, I really enjoyed myself. I just don't know that I'm going to remember it, so I might stick with three and a half. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It, was, it is good, though. I will recommend it to people who need a kid's movie to watch. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll go with four. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to find our show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Zootopia or of any of the other movies that she watches, which is basically Oscar Isaac's back catalogue at the moment.
0: Yeah, I watched Won't Back Down. You've never seen me tear into a movie unless you've read my review of, Don't, of Won't Back Down. That I, movie it, was painful.
1: Uh, Anyway, if you want to read that rant, it's silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And uh, if you would like to find us on social media, we're on Tumblr, tumblr tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com, at screen underscore queens on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.